Hello, this is the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast, where we talk about all things related to mobility. I'm Jeff Cranson. This week, I'll be speaking with Andy Herman, who is a past president of the American Society of Civil Engineers, which this week released their quadrennial report card grading the nation's infrastructure. While it appears that the overall grade inched up, if you call C- inching up, roads are still rated very poorly. That's true in Michigan and several other states. Hi, welcome again to the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm Jeff Cranson, and today I'm pleased to be talking with Andy Herman, who is a past president of the American Society of Civil Engineers and has tremendous experience with report cards that the society puts together to rate our nation's infrastructure. And um, I'm amazed that he's not a very depressed individual given the way the scores have trended these last few years. Um, Andy, thank you so much for taking time to do this. Oh, depressed is an interesting word. Hopefully I'm optimistic that something's going to come out of it. Well, okay, let's start right there. Before we even get into the latest grades and, and where things are, what gives you optimism? Well, what gives me optimism is think I, I think that this year we're going to have a infrastructure week just once and not four <laughs> or five times as the last couple of years. Well, yeah, you, you probably heard Secretary Pete Buttigieg and uh, last week when he spoke to Ashto say that uh, infrastructure week is no longer a Groundhog's Day joke, but something that delivers investments to the American people. So we all hope he's right. I think everybody's on the same page. We don't have any political party bridges or roads. I think it's American roads and bridges. So it's time to fix them. Yeah, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, it's kind of like the weather. Everybody complains about it, but nobody ever does anything about it. So doing something about the roads requires investment and requires revenue one way or another. Do you feel like uh, there's there's a chance to get bipartisan agreement on not on on the need, but on the funding? Well, that's that's the optimistic part of me. I, I sure hope we do, because we do have a backlog. Um, as part of our report card for America's infrastructure, we take a look at what we need to spend to get grades up to the level of B. And overall, over the next 10 years, for all 17 categories of our infrastructure, we need $2.6 trillion. And the sad thing is, is that in 2017, when we did that report card estimate, it was only $2.1 trillion. So that's half a trillion dollars we lost by doing nothing. Yeah, that's that's a point that I think is really lost on people. And, uh, you know, our governor decided after not being able to raise any revenue in 2019 to do an aggressive bonding plan in 2020, which uh, the market received even better than we dreamed of, um, actually paying a premium on the first uh, segment of bonds that were sold. And people are saying, you know, well, you're putting debt on our kids, but not doing anything is also putting debt on our kids, right? Definitely. Uh, one of the publications that ASCE sponsors is a economic series called Failure to Act. And basically what it does is looks at how much it'll cost us if we do nothing. And those numbers are, are quite large. I mean, we're talking about oh, it, a family of four having to spend another $3,300 a year by 2029. Uh, we're talking $10 trillion in gross domestic product that we're going to lose. And that's by not investing. So the cost is way out, out exceeds um, what we would actually have to put into it to get the infrastructure in good shape. 
So having worked on these report cards for, you know, a couple of decades now, um, what's your sense? And, and obviously you study this at a, at a pretty high level. Why is the U.S. having such trouble funding our basic infrastructure compared to other developed countries, you know, our, our neighbors in Canada, certainly? What, what do you think it is about us that makes it so hard? Well, we're still trying to use the gas tax as a way to fund federally uh, federal work on on uh, infrastructure on our roads and bridges, and we haven't raised the gas tax since 1993. So just think of the inflation loss alone on it. The other thing is that we're starting to get into more electric cars. Uh, we're trying to get better gas mileage on our cars. So that whole gas tech concept is really old fashioned and it's not serving the purpose anymore. I don't know that ASI has taken a, a particularly uh, specific approach on that. What's wh what do you think should be on the table? And, and, and you know, and I know that uh, Secretary Pete um, talked about that and uh, sort of had to uh, to rethink whether we completely take the gas tax out of the mix right now uh, or raise the gas tax, but certainly charging based on miles traveled, uh, tolling, those things are talked about. Uh, what, what do you think it needs to be? I think the vehicle miles traveled is a great concept because then everybody is contributing to the use of the roads and the bridges, uh, not based on your gas mileage or if you have an electric car and you just pay a small surcharge per year. I think that's a, a good universal way to looking at it. So this year uh, we're looking at uh, at, a, at a D plus nationally, right? Or is that uh, no? That's actually I'm looking at Michigan in 2018. Um, talk a little bit about this year's report from a national basis. On a national basis, we actually, and this is the first time in 20 years, the grades went up. They went from a D plus to a C minus. Now to put that in a little perspective, that's the grade point average of 11 Ds, four Cs, and two Bs. So it's still in poor shape, and I wouldn't want to bring that home to my parents if I had a report card like that. Right. So what what does account for a little bit of that improvement? Uh, we found an increase in aviation, in drinking water, in energy, in inland waterways, and ports. So those actually went up slightly. And the only one to go down was really bridges. And that went down from a, a, a C plus to a C. Yeah, and roads certainly didn't show an improvement. I think that the overall grade for roads was a D. Um, and it stayed there. It yeah, stayed there. and that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's good that we improved in some of those areas, especially drinking water, obviously, that touches our health. But the oh, things yes. that people see the most, the roads and the bridges, um, that's, that's not showing tremendous improvement. No, not at all. The bridges went up slightly. I'm sorry, the bridges went down slightly. And that's because the whole inter inventory of bridges across the country are just getting older. And with yeah. the lack of the maintenance that we've been putting in and the repairs, for the first time, we've actually seen the number of bridges rated fair increase and become larger than the number of bridges that are rated good. And that's, that's, that's scary on an, in an aging inventory. And that's interesting because in Michigan, uh, we recently put together a supplemental request from the legislature. The governor wants to put $300 million in general fund money into, into local bridges. We've got 59 closed across the state and another 60 or 70 that are in serious or critical condition. And uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, this this plays out on a national level, too. Well, and if you compare the 2018 Michigan report card, it was a D plus to the nation's uh, presently C minus. And Bridges uh, came in at a C minus to our national C and roads were a D minus to the national D. So you're a, a step behind the state uh, overall on the condition of those those categories. Yeah, it's not anything to be be proud of, that's for sure. Um, well, tell me, uh, what do you think is the value in this? Because we hear about these these report cards from various agencies and we, you know, I, I worry this starts to become background noise to a lot of people in the public. It's like, yeah, 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 I know there's another report card that says we're bad. Um, what 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 is the value in continuing to do this and, and to talking about it? Well, it's keeping track of the condition of infrastructure over a couple decades now. You can see how it's going up or mostly going down. But the thing is, and today we had a, a uh, legislative fly-in virtually uh, to Washington, D.C., where we tried to meet with as many legislators and uh, uh, senators that we could to bring them their own copy uh, of the report card. And they appreciate it because they use this to make decisions on where to invest and what's more important than the other. And it also gives them ammunition to, to be able to talk about how bad the, the condition of infrastructure is. So I see that uh, <clears throat> Representative Garrett Graves from Louisiana, uh, Republican on the House Transportation Committee, said it's millions now or billions later, which kind of goes to what you and I talked about earlier. Um, but do, do you do, have you heard or seen anything that, that he would support in terms of revenue? They're just talking about the infrastructure package right now. When we talked to the office of our local where I live right now, legislative uh, congressman, they're just starting to look into that. And one of the things that um, they don't call them earmarks anymore, they call them uh, a different notation, but there may be some local projects that get included in these infrastructure bills, which may help push it along a little bit. So, yeah, so tell us, where, where are you coming from, Andy? I probably should have uh, started with that. I'm in uh, a suburb of Boston, Massachusetts right now. So uh, how do you feel things are in, in Massachusetts in terms of investment and in infrastructure? Oh, we're, we're there with the rest of the country. <laughs> the uh, Northeast is, in terms of roads and bridges, is in pretty bad shape. And it's the same as Michigan because of all the weather and the salts that get thrown down on the roads and the bridges starts the, uh, accelerating the deterioration. Yeah. You know, and, and talk from an environmental standpoint, I mean, that's those are some of the categories in this report. So if we if we take it beyond roads and bridges, um, what do you think is is it going to take some some other catastrophe to really get people's attention or is is your optimism going to rub off on others? Well, I think they finally are going to get together because it's not Democratic or Republican or independent infrastructure anymore and i think they believe all their constituents want to improve it they're all suffering it's costing them uh you know you look at some of the texas transportation institute costs and you know depending on what state you are it could cost you 700 bucks a year or a thousand bucks a year in maintenance and extra sitting in congestion so it's actually costing us to do nothing 
And wouldn't yeah. you rather put that into fixing it and enjoying it rather than just paying for nothing? Yeah, it's a very logical argument. But boy, when you get down to talking about what that investment's going to be, um, you know, especially as, as the point that you made that we're making a shift to more electric vehicles, more uh, just more fuel efficient vehicles. I mean, that's all good, especially good for the environment. But, you know, we still need the pavement. So, yeah. Yeah. Also mentioned that they may use the, uh, I guess it's budget resolution or reconciliation. They, reconciliation, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, to get the uh, infrastructure bill through. So I'm hoping that's in there too, so that uh, it is a little bit easier to pass. That would be something if, uh, if we did two major, <laughs> two major spending bills within a few months of each other that, that way. Um, it'll be interesting to watch going forward. Well, the COVID bill also has infrastructure money in it also. There's some mass yeah. transit money in that. So, Yeah, no, we're watching that closely for sure. Yeah, that, And that, also help to states and cities, so that should help. Yeah. So you're, you're optimistic. So you think uh, before you, you give this up, you're going to see a, a positive report card at some point? I just want to see an infrastructure bill. That'll help get that positive report card. Okay. You're not thinking in terms of the letter grade. You're just thinking, let's get... Uh, Let's get some some kind of spending bill over the finish line. And the spending bill will affect the report card, definitely, because we've seen in the areas where they have made investments, you get a positive grade on the report card. I mean, take a look at the rail. We That's mainly freight rail, and it's independently owned. And since it's independently owned, they're working on a profit factor, and they realize that their infrastructure has to be in good condition to make money. So they invest and keep it in good condition. And that's why you got a rail grade of B. Yeah, I think that the, the rail grade of B and in, in Michigan, I think the private railroad system got a C minus grade. And, um, you know, I yeah, like you said, these are private and these are the sum of a lot of private decisions. So I'm not sure how to parse that. But uh, now this is good. I, I do appreciate your optimism and uh, it'll be interesting to, to follow this and maybe talk to you in a year if we get a real spending bill. Thank you very much for taking time to talk with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I would like to thank Randy Doubler and Corey Petey for engineering this week's podcast. To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation. Mm-hmm.